Hello and welcome back to The Dairy Dive. Today, we interview the podfather, Rob Robinson, CEO of Rob Seco. Buckle up, because we're diving deep. First of all, we hope we can try to educate you so you learn just a little bit, a little bit. My whole life's been dairy farming. Some days you wonder <laughs> why you ever milk cows. It's kind of just in the blood around here. I don't know what it is, but we like livestock. Buckle up. The Dairy Dive starts now. Scott Harris. Hello. Welcome back to the studio, live and in person. I'm actually here. This is not some magical audio stuff. I'm here. This is not a drill, people. This is real. Scott, you've been gone a lot. I have. Uh, so we uh, today's episode I'm kind of excited about because we get to introduce our podcast audience to Rob Robinson. You know him? I like that guy. He's pretty cool. Uh, so Rob Robinson, CEO of Rob Seco. For those that didn't know, Rob Seco is the parent company that owns Master's Choice. Uh, Rob has been traveling quite a bit. He has been all over the country looking at corn and product and evaluating uh, new hybrids and existing hybrids and, and just really beating down the, uh, the, the roadways, as we would say. So, um, Scott, you also have been doing that. You've been gone a lot. I have, yeah, and uh, I will first say, before I talk about my time gone, I will say it, it really impresses me that uh, you don't see a lot of CEOs get out and uh, look at as much corn as what Rob has done, and and, and uh, we're new to the whole thing, right? You and I are, but from what I hear, this is not new. This is a, this is Rob Rob. This is his favorite thing to do, I think. Kind of his annual pilgrimage is how it was described to me. Yeah, and I think it's probably, it sounds like to me it's his favorite part of his job. Um. I think that makes him a little unique in the in the seed corn world. Uh, so, Scott, you are not necessarily – I mean, I think you're going to some field days while you're out, but the, the main purpose that you've been traveling through the summer and even into the fall, you've been training dealers. Correct. Yeah, so we trained um, going in from the beginning of the summer all the way up and just until a few weeks ago, uh, we trained about 115 individuals. That's a substantial amount of individuals. That's a lot of individuals and a lot of stops along the way. So what – okay, so you're going out and you're training all these dealers. Why is it important to Master's Choice as a company to have dealers that are going through a, a training process? Maybe describe that. Well, if anybody knows Master's Choice at all, you know that one of the things that we really try to promote and um, really emphasize is being different. Uh, we don't want to be like everybody else. We don't want to be just a corn company that sells silage corn. We want to be silage focused and we want to be specialized. And that means you're selling something that's a little bit different. And so to do that, you need to train people a little bit different and you need to actually give them talking points and educate them on your core concepts. And that's not just, you know, what's your tonnage. And so uh, if you're going to be specialized, you need to take some time to do that and make it special. It was one of the big things that uh, when Rob and uh, Chuck Lee um, asked me to come back and represent the brand, one of the big sticking points for me was that if we're going to do this, I want a, a training program for the dealers. And so we created the what we call the certification process. And so... Um, if you're working with somebody right now within the Rob Seco network and they have access to Master's Choice, they've been through the certification process. And so uh, that's what this is designed to do. This gives the the customer, the end user, a better experience, no? 
Absolutely. So what we found is so it gives it not it gives the the end user for sure a better experience. It also gives the dealer a better experience because what we found is that a lot of dealers, guys that I would uh, say are extremely knowledgeable, very confident individuals, were avoiding dairies um, because they were intimidated by the thought of a dairy, or they just didn't feel they had a leg up, or anything they could really talk about. I think they were afraid they were going to get in conversations where they might look foolish. Um, and so giving them some confidence on the products, but more on the concepts, um, was, has been very huge. And, and, and I had a lot of guys, Andrew, that were very, when I, excuse me, when we introduced this and we said you had to go through certification, uh, we got some pushback. Let's just say that. Um, but by the end of it, we had individuals who very much did not want to do it, who were very thankful they had done it. I don't know how many times I've heard this, um, and I don't mean that I've heard this inside the Master's Choice Teamer Network, but um, there's this sentiment out there that corn is just corn, right? Mm -hmm. And that if you can sell corn, you can sell corn to anybody, and that all corn kind of fits all circumstances, which we know is not true. Um, and if it was true, don't you think that those guys that just sell corn would not have any trouble stopping at the dairy? Absolutely. You'd just walk on and you'd say, here's my price. I have corn. Yep, here's my price. I have corn. It tons well. But dairies, I do feel like, I mean, you guys talk a little bit different language. You've got your own terminology. You've got your own systems. Um, and I do think you're right. I think it gives some confidence to a guy to just understand what dairies need, and that makes them better able to help their customers anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And and what they found is that, you know, we, we very much made it clear that you're not going to be a dairy nutritionist at the end of this. You're not going to walk on and, and uh, formulate rations and determine a diet or or anything with that. But you are going to be able to not be intimidated by words you hear and be able to at least make some recommendations with some confidence. And so, you know, if it was all the same and we were just interested in, in doing that, we wouldn't need the Master's Choice brand. Why would Rob keep the Master's Choice brand? Right. You know, just, just make it all one brand. Well... Are you tired? No, I man, it's, you know, as, as the day of recording this, it's Monday, and I feel good. By Friday? Talk to me on Friday, <laughs> if you can get a hold of me. All right, before we, uh, before we kick this over to, uh, to uh, what I'm affectionately calling the Podfather. I, Rob, like, I like that, by the way. Uh, before we kick it to, to Rob, um, what's the best meal you've had on your, on your travels so far? I can name that one right away. And so it was in um, Michigan, and uh, it was by Deckerville. I can't think of the actual little town now. It's right beside Deckerville, Michigan. Um, and it was a pork belly fried rice. Ooh. And it was amazing. I don't get – I'm spoiled, people. I'm telling you, like, I travel so much that I just don't get impressed by food hardly anymore. And I was impressed. Well, to all you in Deckerville, find the pork belly fried rice. Yep, it's this the bee's knees. Well, Scott, it's good to see you for for a hot minute here. Yeah, I gotta go catch a plane. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, let's kick it to Rob Robinson. Well, we have a very special guest on the Dairy Dive today. We've got Rob Robinson. Which, if you don't know Rob Robinson. Uh, I don't know where you've been, for one. But two, Rob is the CEO of our parent company, Rob Seco. Uh, Rob, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, my pleasure, Andrew. Thanks for inviting me. 
So I think we've talked about this several times on the podcast. So for anybody that doesn't know, Master's Choice was acquired last summer by Rob Seco. Rob being the CEO of that company, I wanted to just have him on and let's just talk about who Rob Seco is, who, who Rob Robinson is. And uh, just that way, when you, you know who you're dealing with when you're dealing with Master's Choice. So Rob, you have been in the seed business for several years, more than a couple. <laughs> Many. Many. Uh, yes. Could you just maybe tell our audience that doesn't know or is familiar just your experience growing up in the business? I mean, the generations that came before you and, and maybe the companies that, that were involved in your family along the line. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, great granddad actually started our company and, and the name of the company was J.C. Robinson Seed Company. He started it in 1888 when he moved out from Belcher, New York to just way too many rocks for him to try and farm in Belcher. And so he came out to Nebraska where his cousin had started a, a seed company. And so he did the same thing here. And we were focused on cucurbit seeds, uh, open pollinated corn, and uh, we were wholesale, uh, a wholesale house. So we sold to Burpees, Northrop King, some of the, the larger and more uh, prominent uh, um, catalog com- uh, seed companies in the market. Um, you know, we did watermelon, squash, pumpkins, uh, cucumbers, anything that grew on a vine. And, uh, and then, like I said, also open pollinated corn. And it was in the early 1930s, my grandfather, Ted Robinson, got us into, uh, um, into uh, hybrid corn under the brand name Rob Seco. And uh, so we did a number of years. We did uh, Rob Seco as our own brand. And then we joined forces with Funks G. And along with a number of other independent companies, and that lasted till early 1970s when a group of us left Funks G's G and started Golden Harvest. And we had a good run in Golden Harvest. I mean, we were research-based. We had 14 corn breeding programs. We were number three in market share in the U.S. We had uh, uh, research and, and sales activities in South America, Europe, Canada. and uh, But we got to the point where it was just... Uh, you know, we didn't feel we could compete. We just didn't have the critical mass to, to allow us to invest enough in research. So we sold to Syngenta in 2004. Uh, I went in and managed um, uh, the, the uh, Golden Harvest brand for Syngenta until late 2007, left. And then uh, we started uh, Rob Seco again in uh, November 1st of 2013. So that's, uh, that's kind of my history. Went fast. <laughs> that was a good that was a good summary of the history there. Uh so tell me why in you said it was in 2013, right? So uh 9 years ago, why what led you what made you want to start Rob Seco back up and and kind of revive that old family brand name? Well, I think a couple things. Um number one it seemed like that uh, the the producers I talked to weren't enjoying their buying experience. It was complicated, a lot of hoops to jump through. Uh, certainly not simple and not transparent. You know, they were starting at $380 and they were buying at 280 and had no idea how it got f- from 380 to 280 And so a little suspicious of the process. So we thought we'd start something that was simple, transparent, uh, based on relationships and great technology, great hybrids, great varieties, you know, great, uh, great traits. And I, I guess the other part of it is I missed it. I've always loved the seed industry, uh, still do today, and and get a thrill out of it. So it, it's fun to be uh, be in the business. So I definitely think there's uh, something to be said for doing what you love. Uh, speaking of, so so we talked about your family history and the generations of of working with uh, you know generations before you. Uh, 
there's another generation to Rob Seco is there not? I actually think Jim's been on the podcast. So uh, yeah. how important is that to you to have families to be a part of Rob Seco and to work with your son? Oh, it's very important. I think anybody involved in a, in a family-owned business, whether it's farming or, or any other in Denver, endeavor, wants to see the, the you know, the, the company uh, uh, progress and, and succeed and move forward as a, you know, as an independently owned family owned business. And I'm the same way. I love having Jim in the business. He has always loved the seed business. He's, he's kind of like me in that way. He's, he's always wanted to be in it. And, uh, and as soon as we started Rob Seco, he called and said, you know, I want to come back and be in Rob Seco. And so he joined us pretty early in the process. Well, that's and it's exciting. And anybody that's not listened to our episode with Jim can can go back a few months and check that out. It was a good interview. Uh, he, he's so, a lot. He's a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you say that. Okay. Uh, so uh, part of you know Rob Seco is there's been several press releases over the last uh, year, year and a half. Uh, announcing acquisitions, and as we kind of mentioned at the top of the podcast, Master's Choice is one of those. Can you uh, can you maybe just spend a second and just talk about the acquisitions and what they bring to the RSC kind of family of companies and, and maybe Master's Choice specifically as well? Sure, absolutely. Well, I think first of all, our objective is to is to build a larger footprint, larger size and scale, so we have uh, some negotiating power and then also the ability to invest in in the kinds of resources that, uh, that the more, um, you know, a more sophisticated farmer today just needs and expects from his seed supplier. And I, you know, I think part of, uh, part of that is differentiating. So you're different and unique and in a, in a good way. I mean, the customers appreciate and, and value. And one of those, a big step was master's choice. And we are, you know, we're so happy that master's choice is a part of Rob Seco, you know, having a uh, brand that's focused on, um, on more nutritious silage, uh, that's focused on dairy and now, um, moving some of it into uh, beef cattle, um, feed. I, I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun uh, being involved in that and, and watching how people respond as we talk about the quality of the hybrids and products that we uh, that we have through Master's Choice uh, and the reputation that Master's Choice has is just great. And I I have personally sold Master Grade. <laughs> Look and, at you. Uh, people love that, uh, love that product. I mean, it's really unique. I mean, uh, 60 days from plant to, to chop in uh, 15% protein is a great combination. It definitely fits a very unique niche in the market. Yeah. It um, and a growing, growing niche. I don't know. I don't know how big it gets before it's not considered a niche product anymore, but it's definitely on its way. Um, we, when we talk about the, you know, Master's Choice and Rob Seco acquiring Master's Choice, has there been anything uh, that has surprised you as you've you know, I don't think that Rob Seco was necessarily considered a livestock first company. Master's Choice is a livestock first company. Is there anything about that livestock sector of the market or maybe uh, the producers or the dealers that's maybe been surprising to you at all? Well, I just think the, um, you know, the value that dairy producers in particular place on on quality, silage quality. And, uh, you know, the, how do we want to say it? You know, the differing philosophies about silage quality and how they interplay. And uh, I think the positioning of Master's Choice is just perfect. But I think uh, dedication to producing high-quality silage, I, the, the level of sophistication and commitment to that has surprised me, to be honest, Andrew. Well said. Um, 
like last last question I've got for you, Rob, and then we'll we'll let you get back. You're a busy guy. What is your vision for the future? Maybe not necessarily, you know, of Rob Seco in general, but what is your vision for the future of Master's Choice and kind of how it can fit in the market going forward? Well, I think, I mean, there's really only about uh, two players in the industry that uh, that really focus on, you know, on, on silage quality like, uh, like Master's Choice does. And, you know, the other one being um, the Brown Midrib team over in Vermont, I think. Uh, but I think we compete with them extremely well. And uh, without having all the baggage that comes with brown midrib, and uh, to me that uh, I think that's uh, you know that's a beautiful position to be in. I, I'd like to expand, continue to expand the research and testing effort, just find better products, and also continue to build the expertise that we have out in the field, so we accurately, fairly, and vigorously represent uh, Master's Choice. And then also expand the, the footprint. I think, you know, more and more people are buying into the idea. You know, some of the, the, the companies that, uh, that, that we've acquired, you know, their dealer force is really enthused about Master's Choice. And we just need to continue to, to train and, and educate them on the, you know, the value that Master's Choice brings. And I think Master's Choice will just uh, will, will grow on its own as a result of that. Well, it's definitely an exciting time to be involved in Master's Choice and Rob Seco. We thank you for coming on, Rob. Thank you, Andrew. I really enjoyed it. Well, hopefully we get you back on sometime, too. Maybe we'll get you back on when Scott's here and he can can tease on you a little bit. (laughs) Well, I'm available anytime. Well, that's it for today's episode of The Dairy Dive. We hope you enjoyed the new format. And if you did, we would so appreciate it if you would leave us a review. A good one, we hope. Uh, But those reviews help us increase our visibility and uh, reach more people in the dairy community. So thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.